You're listening to the Practically Speaking Mom podcast. Today, on episode 154, Val shares one of her favorite resources that has helped simplify her parenting for years. Have you grown weary of the tug of war with your kids over what movies and TV shows they watch? Do you wish they would increase their own awareness of why they want to filter and limit most of the crud that passes as, quote, entertainment these days? Today, Val shares her plan for teaching our kids to be more discerning about TV and movies and how the plan changes as they grow and mature. Now, if you missed the earlier episodes this month, go check out episode 151 to hear Val's grow time before screen time checklist for kids. And you can go back to episode 153 to hear Val's interview with Melanie Hempy of Screen Strong Families to hear about the resources they offer to help families combat internet issues and screen addictions. Now, let's join Val as she shares one of her all-time mom faves. Let's move to my next fave of the day. This favorite has literally been in our family's life the entire time I've been parenting, I'm pretty sure. I tried to look up when this organization started providing this resource, but it was not on the website. So anyway, I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure in my memory that I've had it the whole time I've been a mom, uh, which is over 26 years. Now I'm going to tell you about PluggedIn.com. It's a resource our family uses all the time. Before I tell you about it, I actually want to tell you about Focus on the Family, who is the organization that brings us PluggedIn.com. I can remember as a little girl playing on the kitchen floor while my mom would wash the dishes and she'd be listening to Focus on the Family. My worldview was shaped so much by listening to this radio program. It was full of wise people telling stories of their lives. Mamas, be intentional about the power of the words that are playing as the wallpaper in your home. What's being said on the radio or TV or in games is being heard by these little ears that are forming their perceptions of the world. What is good? What is truth? What is appropriate behavior? What are appropriate feelings? What are appropriate actions to follow feelings? What are healthy thoughts and life decisions? That background noise is not just filling the air. It's filling your child's heart. So choose wisely. Give your children a reprieve from our culture's messages and be sure that the majority of the words in your home are words of truth that will build their life. Now, that being said, that leads me to tell you why we utilize PluggedIn.com. It's our family's free, it's free, go-to for answers for all the gory details. And by gory, I do sometimes mean gory, but I mean a lot of other facts too. It's a website dedicated to helping intentional people to know about the content of a movie or a a TV episode, um, music lyrics, books, the details of a book, uh, video games. So before you bring that content into your family's life, it's a free resource from Focus on the Family for you to be able to be intentional about the content that comes into your home. So here's how we use this resource in our family. When our kids are young, we the parents 
check out the details on pluggedin.com before a family watches something or buys something or before we let the kids watch something. And we insist that our younger kids get permission from us if they're at a friend's house They need to call us on the phone and get a yes or a no before they watch something. Now, when our kids reach around middle school age, we start changing that up. We have them look up the movie or whatever it is they're considering. Now, there's a step between that too. And that is, you know, in the young years, we look it up, we look at those details and it's a yes or a no. But as they get older through those younger years, we start sharing some of the things that we read about that movie or show or book or whatever. We share with them and we discuss that. So we might say, you know what, I'm going to have to say no on this one. And here's why. Let's look at this together. Let me read this section to you. Let's talk about this issue. Or I might say, okay, here's the deal. Yes, you can watch this one, but it needs to be when I or dad are with you because we're going to need to talk about some things or we're going to need to skip some things. Or it could be that I'm like, yes, you can watch this, but first let's read through these things and discuss it together. Or yes, you can watch this, but we're going to be talking about some details afterwards. So just prepare yourself to take some time for a discussion afterwards. So that's some ways that we use it in the younger years. And so they have been learning through that process to to be on top of protecting their heart and mind from content that they take in. And one thing that we do also with this is we limit the amount of unhealthy. You know, we, I personally think I cannot a hundred percent filter out all of the crud of the world from the things that we watch. If I were to do that, we'd pretty much just not watch any shows at all. And I want them to have some of that. I do. It's a nice source for honestly, you know, it, it can be a little bit therapeutic to step out of your current situation and see somebody else's for a while, then I understand there's going to be some world views that I disagree with, or that are less than healthy. And so I want to, number one, limit the amount of that kind of content. Okay. For example, I don't love everything about Disney. So I limit how much Disney, the frequency of Disney, how, what percentage of Disney they're getting compared to other more wholesome. There's for kids, there's a ton, ton, ton of actually helpful life building content in videos and movies that they can be watching. So why would I give them a constant supply of something that is less than healthy when I can give them a ton of good and a little bit of that other, right? It's just like in in our diet, we can eat a little bit of white processed bleached sugar and white processed bleached flour in our diet, but we don't want to like entirely fill our, our bodies with, with processed foods and hydrogenated oils and preservatives, right? We want to keep that smaller, you know, let it be the special birthday cake. In fact, I've heard now that I'm thinking about it, I have heard that analogy before about internet use in general. Don't see it as a constant diet our kids should have, but instead that it's a dessert percentage of their life, not main diet content of their life. So anyway, 
those are some of the ways that that we filter in our home and discuss and and help them learn to face cultural issues together in the younger years. Now, by the time they're reaching middle school, I want to begin passing that to them. Now, I want to have them look up the movie or whatever it is they're considering, look it up on PluggedIn.com and read what it says before they ask permission to watch it. Now, a little side note here, I'm not encouraging middle schoolers to get on the internet alone, even for a good site like PluggedIn.com. Innocent hands can accidentally type in the wrong thing and what comes up on the screen isn't innocent. And I tell you all this all the time about how strongly I feel about having a proactive family internet agreement and plan, which you can find on my website at practicallyspeakingmom.com. Click on shop and then get the $2 family internet agreement. And it can at least be a resource for you for you know, a a jumping point for you to create your own. If you don't like mine, that's great. And I know, yes, it costs, but quite honestly, I don't ever come close to making as much an income as I spend on providing this ministry to you all. So moving on, we also let them know that after they read through it themselves, this is middle schoolers, I have them get on pluggedin.com following our guidelines for getting on the internet and they read through it themselves and they know that after they read through it, they're going to read aloud to either me or my husband, Rich, the sections on sexual content, violence, crudeness, and substance issues. Having them read it to me is so helpful for many reasons. Number one, since my child knows they're going to have to read it, those sections out loud to me, it kind of curtails many of the requests. You see, once they read it for themselves, they often either A, don't want to expose themselves to all of that crud. They can tell from what they read on PluggedIn.com that it's going to be a no from me. That might be a second reason why they don't bring it to me. Or they don't want to read those scenarios out loud to me or dad because that content that they're going to have to read out loud is just way too much. So this little system has saved me a lot of time and it reduces the amount that I have to say no to my kids, which is a huge win, especially beginning at the middle school years when there's a little more butting of heads that's just beginning, you know, before the bigger stage, you know, really that's going to grow some and, and that's good. That's healthy. That's, that's part of becoming an adult and being able to successfully make decisions for yourself is that you start having some of your own thoughts and ideas and decision-making skills. And so I want to hone those skills. I want to prepare them for that time. You know, that's not all bad either to for us to butt heads a little bit. Beginning around middle school, you should expect your kids to have some different ideas from you, different perspectives, different solutions, and even begin questioning your beliefs. As long as they display humble, mutual respect while they disagree with you, then I welcome it. Now, caution, let me say it again, as long as they display humble mutual respect, I have no desire to raise independent thinkers who think they know everything. That doesn't help their life nor anyone else's. I want to raise independent thinkers who have learned that humble discord is a wonderful sharpening of the mind and that it prepares them 
for a life in a solid way. Now, you may think that I rabbit trailed right here, but conflict, when we were really talking about how our family utilizes PluggedIn.com for checking out movies and such before we watch them, I was talking about how we handle it in the middle school years. And I told you how we have them read what Plugged In has to say before they ask if they can watch a movie or show or whatever. And, and that even has details, by the way, about specific TV episodes. I mean, this site is awesome. So doing that process, I want them to be learning to think for themselves and think through it. So this dialogue of asking them questions about what do they think about that content that we just read that's going to be in that show? What do we think about that? And what kind of guard do they need to have up while they watch that? Those kind of conversations might produce a little bit of conflicting, but our goal is not to whitewash life and eliminate all conflict and discourse. We want them to be able to do that. We just want to do it in humble, mutual respect kind of ways. So the second reason why I like our little system of having them investigate about it first, once they reach the middle school years, and then come read those sections to us, the sections on what content or crudeness, all that stuff. The other reason why I do this is what I just said is that it gives an opportunity to talk through some pretty complicated issues. Middle school is a great time to start talking about more difficult issues because their peers are definitely going to be introducing them to a lot of crud if they haven't already, and they probably already have before this point. But I want my kids comfortable talking to me about these hard things. Now, by the time they're ready for a driver's license, it is my goal that these kids of mine who are quickly approaching adulthood are ready to be making tough decisions on their own. So by this age, We have had lots and lots of conversations about culture stuff. We ask that by this age that they read plugged in first and then make their best decision and then tell us what they did. Now, I'll say this works for us because we know our kids' hearts and we have confidence in this plan with them. But God may certainly ask you to change this plan or find a better one and feel free to share that with me. As our youngest reaches these milestone ages, Our youngest has not yet got to the high school years, and who knows, God may call us to navigate it differently with her. But what I'm saying is, mom, have a plan. Think through your system ahead of time. It cuts down so much stress when we have a plan and stick to it. This one has worked well for us for many years. As we set up a plan, we're always thinking, what kind of adult do we want them to be? Who has God made them to be? What will bring lasting peace in their life? If we're thinking about the big stuff of life ahead of time, weighing out these kind of thoughtful questions, then making standards and systems that support those goals, well, it really is freeing up our time with our kids to be spent on some other things other than arguing with us about why we said no about watching a certain thing. Let the system bring them to their own conclusion of no, or rise them to the standard themselves because the standard and system have been firmly established, not angrily established, not sarcastically established, not half-heartedly established. If you want to see your child thrive, 
Equip them for these life decisions with your clear systems that teach them along the way. Hey, this is the most important stuff. Our kids' hearts and minds, to me, is even more important than their physical. Once they reach middle school, I want them to begin developing the habit of protecting their heart and mind by facing these issues ahead of time for themselves, but in a controlled manner. In the younger ages, I've got the monkey fully on my back about making the moral decisions about movies and videos and games and books. At middle school, the process begins of transferring that monkey to their back. Now, if you listen to my podcast regularly, you already know what I mean by a monkey. I mean the pesky responsibilities that constantly are there, bogging us down with duties of life, and it can easily rob all of our time if we don't keep those monkeys in line. Monkeys are the necessary tasks of life that are not the main thing. The main thing is our relationships. Monkeys on our back are things like having to figure out what we're making for supper or dealing with the dirty dishes or washing the laundry because the baby got spaghetti sauce all over your shirt. Those are the monkeys. One of those pesky monkeys is being the gatekeeper of what goes into your kids' hearts and minds. King Solomon says in Proverbs 4.23, Above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Now, business teacher Michael Hyatt says, that it is not your experience or knowledge or skills that are most important leadership tools. Your heart is your most important leadership tool, he says. He says that if your heart is unhealthy, it threatens everything else, family, friends, career, everything. He says that guarding our heart is necessary for at least three reasons. One, because your heart is extremely valuable. Two, because your heart is the source of everything you do. And thirdly, because your heart is under constant attack. Those three reasons come from an article at michaelhyatt.com, by the way, called Three Reasons Why. Now, while Michael Hyatt may have been teaching business leaders in those statements, I am seeking to raise little leaders. I'm seeking to raise people who don't cower to bullies, shrink back from obstacles, or linger in a cesspool in the depraved alleys of our world. My long-term goal is that my children would be in the habit of thinking before they expose their mind to the things that are destructive to their hearts. We want our kids to have a filtering plan for these things. That's why PluggedIn.com is so valuable a resource in our family and has been for over 26 years. There's all kinds of poison lurking in the media options of our day. I want my kids to be on the alert about those and equipped to win in the battle over their minds. Now, we want to teach them how to protect their hearts and minds through equipping them with the good habits and having lots of good conversations on tough topics. I will put a link into the show notes so you can begin utilizing this free resource also. What's coming up from the Practically Speaking Mom? The next three weeks, our daughter Abby will be joining Val on the podcast. Abby is headed to college in August, but six months ago, Abby and Val recorded this three-week series that continues the conversation about self-worth and identity, about guarding and guiding your heart. When our kids reach the teen years or a little before, we like to start having them read some books on this topic. Abby read 15 books, 
and this three-week conversation is about her top three book choices, what she learned from them, and in the process of giving the reviews, Val and Abby end up talking about many important issues. Join Val and Abby for episodes 155 through 157 as they continue with the ongoing occasional theme of self-worth and guiding your heart. If you'd like to connect with Val throughout the week, follow her on Instagram and Facebook at Practically Speaking Mom. To subscribe to her weekly email containing the podcast and blog post, go to her website, practicallyspeakingmom.com, and enter your email address. That's all it takes. You can also join with her and lots of other moms in the private Facebook group, Intentional Mom Strong Family. And she'll see you right here again next week.